Hello, and welcome to Inside the College of Charleston. I'm Amy Stockwell, Associate Director of Public Information and Media Relations. And on today's episode, I spoke with Katie Hauser, Director of the N.E. Miles Early Childhood Development Center. I hope you enjoy our conversation. So Katie, thank you for being here. Um, we're excited to have you. And um, tell us what is, tell us about the N.E. Miles Early Childhood Development Center. Explain what that is for us. Thanks, Amy. It's nice to be here and talk about what we call ECDC on campus, the short version. Um, you know, the N.E. Miles um, ECDC was first established here on campus in 1974. So we're actually going to wow. be having our 50th anniversary here very soon. Wow. Mm-hmm, 2024. So I definitely want to, you know, put Celebrate a plug that. out to that and we'll get word out on campus. So um, it's big. it's been a big part of campus life for a long time, you know, and the building that we're in now, um, we've been in there for about 20 years in this building on Wentworth. And we serve families on campus and community about, um, in for we follow the college's calendar and we have children ages two through kindergarten in the center so life in ecdc is busy very busy place we are set up as a academic you know service unit on campus so we are actually a demonstration program which is really fantastic because each of the four classrooms has observation rooms where we host gosh, up to 700 plus observers each year um, on campus from education or psych or the community. And our focus is on best practice. So we're one of the few programs in the area that's NACI accredited, which is the National Association for the Education of the Young Child. And that comes with a very specific set of uh, program standards that which is why we do what we do, the heart of what we do. And um, and through all, through what we do, it's really a play-based emergent curriculum program. So it's, it's very um, a wonderful place to learn for ourselves, the students, and college students alike. What is that? Can you explain that play-based curriculum? Yeah. What is that? It- yeah. So, um, you know, being that we are on a higher ed campus, obviously we get to work with faculty across um, the School of Education for what is best for early childhood development, right? And of course, most of us know that play is best. And um, through that research, we honor that in um, the days at ECDC. So we allow children opportunities to have long uninterrupted times, blocks of play to really communicate, practice self-regulation, uh, communicate, solve problems. Everything that we do is is very hands-on. And so we are not only, you know, hosting observations, but we're training pre-service teachers. So they're also there working at the center. So through play, we're observing the children, um, their interests. We are constantly documenting what they gravitate towards, um, watching them on the playground, watching them in, in centers around the classroom, and through that, through those observations, we are developing the curriculum using the South Carolina Early Learning and State Standards. So through play, right, they right. explore, right. and then these inquiries are designed. 
Yeah. That's fascinating. So, and so you might have just already explained this, yeah. but but um, the next question was, what makes this place different from other child care centers? Is that the is that the center the yeah, main you know, difference? I is think the, that most high quality early childhood centers and and you know really most folks that are you know working with young children really try to honor play. Um, certainly in more child care centers. Now, you know, we always kind of, I, whenever I'm meeting new families, I try to explain that, um, you know, we're not a daycare setting. And what I mean by that is our focus on care is on care, but our focus is more on the development of the child, right? So um, I think that's kind of the difference when you're asking that of, of, of with that play is we're watching the children, you know, develop through those ages. Like I said, they come in at two. Many families um, will stay through us and when they graduate their child's going on to first grade so a lot of folks don't know that that's a really long time that two to age six mm-hmm. to be there so many changes yeah that time. And, and and so um we have that right academic autonomy here with campus that we can work with faculty we can keep up with research we do research um to honor play so unlike um maybe programs that are using more of a box curriculum that would probably have that does have play some play in it um we're or public schools where there's tends to be you know that's and i know that too um i taught for many years in the local public schools so you know we um we try to protect the play before they and and preparing children for um, that academic transition to first grade. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, it's not that children are not becoming quote kindergarten ready, first grade ready. They are. We're just doing it when they're ready, and we're able to, you know, form that based on their individual needs, not, um, you know, the overarching kind of entity that might. What are, like how many yeah. kids are in each class? Yeah. Tell us about um, yeah, kind of what kind of life typical, looks yeah, like. What it yeah, looks like. so um, like I said, you know, we follow the college's calendar, so we are a part of campus life. Um, we usually operate with about fifty children overall in the building, fifty to fifty-five. We have four four classrooms, really, or three main classrooms, and one is our twos. Of course, that's um, you know where folks have that high need for needing care, and it's difficult because that class has twelve spots. And, you know that's built on the facility, and um, you know we're DSS licensed. Then we have a threes class that usually will go up to about fourteen or fifteen kids, depending. And then we have which a lot of families don't know is that we have it's set up as a multi-age classroom so Mm. it's pre-k which children are for and kindergarten so a multi-age classroom similar to maybe what you would see in a Montessori Mm -hmm. program or something I mean we're not Montessori but our focus is on that emergent curriculum you know and um, the philosophy around that is also the Reggio kind of inspired program so really letting the children be the lead of their their learning so each of those classrooms has a master teacher in fact um three of us are alumni myself included right cfc one was even a grad assistant back in the day i always tell folks i had a field there many moons ago Mm. you know and there's just this we always say ecdc is really magical i mean it's brought you know three of our six staff back 50 percent of our you know so it's just a really wonderful place to be so all of us um have you know master's degrees at the center that also is something that 
stands us apart from other centers. Mm -hmm. Um, We're focused on, like I mentioned, the state standards. So um, that's kind of that, that's definitely that difference too, because the lens is on the child and the standards and putting that together. So that's a a big role of those, of our lesson planning and helping pre-service teachers learn how do you do that, you know, right? And, And how do you put that together by, by making observations of the children? So, um, in addition to, uh, to the to us lead teachers, um, we then operate with students. So we rely on our campus um, community for that, and we tend to have about maybe twenty or so uh, undergrads that work with us, maybe per semester. Okay. Uh, they will come from all different reasons that you know people want to work with children. So it's really, really like um, the diversity. In that mm-hmm. um, that brings to our community and the children, so um, psych students, education students, environmental science students. I mean, and is that a specific internship yeah. that these well, students? Well, these or? are these are student that? employment opportunities, okay. right? So some students might just work five hours, and mm-hmm. some, you know, more. So that's one piece is the the, the student employment, and then um, but we also will host um, internships or um, practicums or field it really it can kind of fluctuate what it might look like you know and so um, and then we definitely have um, grad assistants that work with us so um, we usually have five and um, you know all of these students are key players Mm-hmm. And really, you know, stay with us a couple semesters. I mean, it's a very big That's great. place of belonging and family there, you know. And I'm so, sure they all form connections with the kids. Oh, I mean, it's just incredible, you know. Mm-hmm. And, of course, parents are going to scoop them up, too, as babysitters mm-hmm. and things. And, um, you know, when I have students that stay with me for three, three four, sometimes semesters, or, you know, I mean, it's just incredible to build those bonds and watch our students grow and you know call me and t- you know when they get job placements mm-hmm. and come back and visit and um it's just it's really special so it's definitely we always say that term i said earlier magical mm-hmm. ecdc community in there so um and what's neat too is that it's made up of not just campus but right we have community families too so like i said we really strive to have, honor the diversity of our wonderful community mm-hmm in there and so I know that um, it's a very it's considered the gold standard for child care in the region and it's very competitive to get in like you say mm-hmm. you're you're limited by space yes. and how many kids that you can take walk us through the registration process how does how does a child get into yeah you ECDC? know I, we always say um, you know I wish we had multiple ECDCs mm-hmm. you know I'm still hoping for that and think a lot of alumni parents parents and families are um, because we are very proud of what we do like I said I mean we're having our 50th anniversary our the our teachers that are here now um, came on about two years ago after the previous teachers who had been there 20 plus years it's just that type of an environment um, you know I don't you know, the, the gold standard you know I think it's it's we do it's we do what's best for kids you know and we open our doors for others to come in like I said not just um, on campus but we host a lot of folks from other teachers or across the state or other colleges um, 
So when families want to come to ECDC, um, you know, they will reach out. And, you know, it's always hard. I mean, I'm a parent, too, Mm -hmm. and it's so hard to navigate child care. There is not enough access to high-quality child care at all. No. So that's the problem. Right. I mean, I would love to have an ECDC in each of the... You know, areas of Charleston, you know, Johns Island, North Charleston, mm-hmm. Mount Pleasant, and satellite sites, honestly, because of, of the wonderful things that we're doing and to give access to children. Mm-hmm. Um, so families call, right? And just like I was a young parent, I mean, you're, you don't know where to start. And when you call around Charleston, it is so hard. These mm-hmm. lists are just so overwhelming. So um, I do just always encourage folks. I mean, I've had <laughs> dads come to the front door of ECDC mm-hmm. the day after, you know, right. mom the delivered. Child is born. Right. I've yeah. heard that. On, I mean, and on it's the word true. On the streets is like sign your child <laughs> yeah. up as soon as. I mean, I'm... just um, you know, delirious, and it is. And I I hate that part mm-hmm. of this job. You know, I hate. I just want to be able to have everybody in there. Um, right. That's the hardest part. So it's just um, uh, we welcome. We usually operate with about seventy um, percent campus. That being, we don't give priority to faculty versus staff or staff versus faculty. We just do give, campus. Yeah, we do like to give priority to students that have children mm. that are going to school full time. Um, you know, and we're not one of the big universities that have as many student parents, but we really, um, you know, want to support our student parents. And then we usually have about 25 or so percent community folks. So mm-hmm. folks usually just call us up and get on the wait list. It's a very basic application mm-hmm. process on our website and um, just email or, like I said, coming to the door. I'm always happy to show folks around, talk on the phone. We'll host tours throughout the year. So, yes, a lot of people will um, submit a wait list when the babies are first born. Yeah, so wild. we're a couple years out. Um, and like I said, even myself included back in the day when I had had a field and fell in love with it. I mean, I remember calling the director at that time when I was in the hospital to get mm. my kids on the list. So it is a funny. So, um, you know, and people come and go. So I always tell folks um, that are interested, come over there, give me a call, get on the wait list as soon as you're interested. And, and don't like life changes people move people take other things just things happen so you know we never give out numbers because we can't there's just it just fluctuates all the time but i always welcome people i always just checking back in giving me a call letting us know you're still interested really helps you didn't take another job or move so Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely a beast the wait list but we um work hard to really be as transparent as we can for families you know and if people are calling me to really try to to check in and let them know what's going on. Right. Yeah. And there is no possibility of expanding class size because, Not because of your facility. physical location. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think if we can, you know, hopefully, you know, we can get this word out and talk about it. I mean, I it's definitely been a dream of mine for mm-hmm. sure. You know, dreaming of what if we were able to do that. It's definitely facility-wise. I mean, we've laughed about taking over the, sorry, parking services, the P-Lot, you know. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, there's a need. Right. And folks want to come. Right. So, you know, I have to turn people away. So, you know, it's there. Or if we extended it even to, like, primary, first, second, or third, and mm-hmm. did a inquiry kind of campus, there's been years of talking with, you know, a neighborhood like a campus and lab school with a local public school. You know, it's really neat because we share the block with Memminger Elementary, which right. is a local public school, and the School of Ed. Where it's This wonderful block is mm-hmm. all on 
this one corner. The location is really key. Oh, yeah, learning. Right. As much as it would be great to have satellite locations where you are, your yeah. actual it's physical like, location we, is so key yeah. because you're walking distance from the school mm-hmm. bed. And, yeah. So how can we how can we extend that or how could we maybe have partner sites or, right. you know, I've thought about it different ways over the years. I mean, but it, it would be great. Or how do we extend or change programming maybe in summer program in mm-hmm. June to maybe offer different sort of programming or camp type things to have, you know, different partnerships with faculty and staff so you know we we always are look are well open to campus Mm -hmm. and ideas and that's the great thing that we strive to show the children but also the folks that work there and campus I mean these just things come and it's like okay let's just go visit you know the Halsey let's go walk Mm -hmm. over to you know meet the professors talking about dinosaur bones so great ideas just come and we embrace them so maybe yeah someday that will grow so right yeah that would be great yeah but that is a neat thing about being down on campus yeah and you said um, before when we were talking that you have some new teachers. Mm-hmm. That, so tell us about what tell us about some of your new teachers. Yeah, what makes so them special? They are so wonderful. So, like I said, it's really special that um, two of those. We've got two uh, women on my team and two men, and it's an awesome team. And uh, Miss Shea started with us actually as an undergrad, working mm. as a teacher assistant. So that's that's really special. And she's actually finishing up in the MTLA program here on campus. So, I mean, she's modeling to the students. And MTLA are, is Masters of Teaching in Language. Uh, learning, and learning and Advocacy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Diverse Learners. So she and I will both have, um, f- out of our team, I'm special ed certified as well. And, administ- and an administrator certified. So, you know, we each bring different pieces to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really neat. She's a really great mentor in that respect to our undergrads and grads because she's been growing and practicing and, you know, showing them what teaching is about in your early years. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have uh, Miss Sarah, who's the lead of the twos, a toddler whisper over there. Mm-hmm. And she... Um, had a was a grad assistant with one of the previous teachers back in the day and went through our master's program here at the college and she taught uh, public school for years before so her and as I mentioned I did too so what we bring to that team is that knowledge base of of that spectrum where do we want kids to go Mm -hmm. you know now she's teaching twos right Um, um, where do we want them to be ready to go into to school after Mm -hmm. we want our kids to have developed what is needed to that foundation so then uh, we've got Mr. Gordon he's the lead of our threes fantastic big personality mm-hmm. um, and Gordon also had us uh, an undergrad in communications and brings a big spirit to our team and a master's in early childhood and Mr. Nate who joined us and um, he's got even a daughter there and um, he also has a master's in elementary so between us, we've got right that early childhood, elementary, special ed backgrounds. We really work as a team approach. You know, we are very, we are also inclusive. That's mm-hmm. another kind of definitely big part as parents are navigating the early years of school. Um, so students with special needs, helping we, uh, you know, our door is open to interventionists and therapists. So that's another big part of our mission. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, families from different backgrounds and languages mm-hmm. um, and and just, you know, honoring the diversity among all of us. So th- our team is like that, too. 
And then we've got our backbone, Miss Sarah, who's our, I like to call her our, you know, office manager extraordinaire because mm-hmm. she's just. Keeps everything yep, rolling. Yeah, keeps it all together. <laughs> so, yeah. I And you said at the beginning of our conversation, um, we can wrap it up, but that you're coming up on your 50th anniversary, yeah. which is crazy, I 50 know. years. How much, obviously, you it's have changed. not been there yeah. this whole time. You're very young. How much has <laughs> this um, changed, do you think, in 50 years? You like, know, I, I think that it's only grown stronger. Mm-hmm. I honestly think um, that it's always honored that emergent curriculum, the children's interests. It's all been that focus on social and emotional development which is the thread of everything that we do how it's changed um, is just that it's changed as Charleston has changed Mm -hmm. and you know the the conversation in the communities of education that has changed you know where we are seeing where um, parents are you know not only navigating that when they're little but then that's that other big transition after, you know, and, and so EC, we've had to have a lot of conversations in years past, in the years that I've been there now, about the transition from ECDC, the stresses that families are feeling where I don't they think they felt as much probably mm-hmm. in the early years. You know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, going to preschool. and But now it is the stress that we see our families feeling, and a lot of them um, struggle with, the kindergarten concern and you know these the guilts of parents and you know these lists in Charleston so that's um, a whole nother kind of thing that we like to support we always host a transition meeting in the winter time for parents to talk about uh, public schools uh, private school options in Charleston most of our families will actually choose go on to public a lot of them really are from all over Charleston yeah. and so navigating that and how to help their child at home but that's probably our biggest shift and so what practices that we brought into our pre-k kindergarten blend with um, the signs of reading and teaching writing and really you know like I mentioned about really training teachers and so trying out different curriculums and, mm-hmm. um, and helping kids academically so I, I would think that that's been a big shift that we've even in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's obviously the, edu- the education shift because, I mean, like people say, the, the first grade you speak in, you know, kindergarten or kindergarten now is, you know, right, right at first grade is now kindergarten. So parents are, you know, it puts a lot of stress on families. So um, we really are open. We have a lot of parent nights or bring in faculty to do speaking events or have resources where we can talk about that so I think that's probably changed that's probably been a big part of the the biggest change Mm -hmm. yeah for Mm -hmm. sure um and is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to share about about ECDC and anything else that you want to highlight no you know I I, well I think you know a lot of folks don't know where we are you Mm -hmm. know and they can walk by Wentworth and they'll hear a bunch of little (laughs) laughter and screaming and that's us Uh, we have an awesome outdoor space a lot of folks don't know that so I definitely invite people to come on by 91 91 Wentworth Um, I want to really let um, folks on campus know that we are always trying to um, look for ways to connect the children 
outside with the you know uh, this wonderful place that we live in so when there are opportunities or students that have clubs or um, ideas or projects that we really embrace all of those opportunities so to give us a call we love to connect and partner we have a big partnership with different um, different you know departments on campus we host a very big peace parade every year that's right. really grown. April, right? yeah, yeah the last couple of years so we invite everybody out on that i know everybody always likes to come out for the big halloween parade right. but also to let um campus uh, know that we a big part of our mission is that observation and research so we host faculty that want to come talk with us about research projects or um, per things that will support our mission you know we definitely have been um, showcased that those opportunities where people can come in and do a lot of partner work together so it's just a, a really collaborative place mm -hmm. uh, it's a constant place to that I'm learning all the time um, kids are learning big college kids are learning mm -hmm. so um, and just celebrating our years there so you know it is special a couple of years ago we welcomed six alumni oh, yeah. of UCDC that were freshmen wait so to campus kid students that, that actually went, went to ECDC oh, and were all alum are all freshmen at the same time oh that's at great so it is a, a very special place uh, yeah yeah right? decades long yeah. relationship mm -hmm. yeah that's great so well thank, thank you. you so much for taking the time to tell yeah. us all about ECDC and um, we really enjoyed having you thank here. you I appreciate it it's so nice to be able to talk about you know this special this place special in our place. heart this magical place yes as we say and I just invite and folks to come on over and check us out and um, just thank you for this time to, to talk about it appreciate Absolutely. it take care thanks Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside the College of Charleston with today's guest, Katie Hauser. For more episodes and to read stories about our guests, visit the College of Charleston's official news site, The College Today, at today.cfc.edu. You can also find episodes on all major podcast platforms. This episode was produced by Amy Stockwell from the Office of Marketing and Communications with recording and sound engineering by Jesse Kunz from the Division of Information Technology. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>